subscribers how are we this week i'm doing okay can't complain how are you yeah i'm good i'm good welcome to <sighs> episode seven of the upper east podcasters a gossip girl recap victor victrola yes we are two best friends who love gossip girl and love uh catching up over zoom and drinking some wine and chatting shit about it <laughs> <laughs> If you're joining us for the first time, please know that there are episodes one through two six of season one recapped so far of Gossip Girl. So go back and listen to them. Please know that there will be spoilers from episode seven, Victor Victrola. Mm -hmm. um, but we will not be giving any spoilers for any future episodes, but there will definitely be spoilers from this episode and past episodes, won't there, Marissa? Yes. How did you feel about this episode? Oh, I, I'd completely forgotten about this episode. So it was... It was amazing watching it. That surprises me because like you last week with the Masquerade Ball episode, um, mm -hmm. this is the episode I've been waiting for. Ah, nice. Yeah, I can see why. Honestly, I completely forgot. This is always the episode that I think of when I think of season one in general. Oh, is it? Ah, mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Well, so much happens. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> I don't we we really weren't sure where to begin with this episode because there there is there is so much going on with all the characters that we're going to kind of break it up into kind of character segments aren't we uh, Yeah <laughs> We're going to kick off straight away with with kind of Chuck's storyline along with kind of Chuck's dad Bar and 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 Lily um mm -hmm. because well the opening scene is kind of a creepy Chuck first moment Yeah yeah, this um the earliest in the season ever for me personally. <laughs> we should let's set the scene. Let's set the scene. Like, let's set the scene. Two seconds in to the creepy yeah, fast moment. Let's play the jingle. He's creepy, he's crawly, he's creepy chuck bass. He's shady, kinda rapey, he's creepy chuck bass. <laughs> I feel like we haven't heard as much of that jingle recently. <laughs> I know he's sort of he's been behaving himself this for the past couple of weeks but um not anymore yeah so I thought the opening scene looked and sounded a little bit like a Marilyn Manson video but it, but it's burlesque I like we love that we do love a bit of yes. burlesque yes um yeah which is stated quite early on you know that the, the whole Victrola it's not a strip club no 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 it's burlesque that makes it a lot a lot, a lot better. It, it's classy yeah. stripping <laughs> Yeah. Well, I thought, I'm surprised that Chuck likes burlesque. I didn't think that he would, I thought it would be literally too classy for him. I think he he likes, you know, you know, the really nasty stuff. That's what I thought anyway. Well, yeah, I suppose it's not painted in the best of lights, burlesque in this, in this scene. No, really. But burlesque for me is supposed to be empowering for women. I'm mm. not sure how empowering it is throughout the episode. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> so the opening scene is kind of Chuck being creepy alone on a sofa in this club, watching lots of women strip, but one girl in particular who has her back turned. 
I know. Who who could it be? Ooh. I wonder. <laughs> but then it flashes back immediately, doesn't it, to Chuck showing uh, Blair around. Yes, it was two days earlier and showing her around this empty club. <laughs> I made a note about what Blair said. You want to invest in a strip joint disguised as a burlesque club as it's classier because he needs his dad's funding, doesn't he, basically? Yeah. <laughs> well, I also love that she kind of says, all of those years of gallivanting with women have finally paid off. I know, she's actually like proud of him. <laughs> well, I think what's really funny about this episode, again, from like the writers, the perspective we're supposed to get from this is, oh, Chuck's trying to do something nice. Um, oh, poor Chuck, isn't he? Tr- he's trying to do something so nice um, for mm-hmm. his dad, for the business, but he won't be taken seriously. And it's like, come yeah. on, like you're, you're a 16-year-old boy. We're trying. I know. You, seriously, I would love to see the actual business plan. Like if there was a business plan written that Chuck Bass was supposed to have written for this burlesque club. Yeah, I would as well. I reckon the font would be Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those. <laughs> I love how he's kind of like, you know, you're my toughest critic, Blair. So I'm really glad that you, you, you know, you're on board with it. Um, my, my, well, my second toughest critic. Cause I've got to, I've got to pitch it to Bart. She, he doesn't even say dad. He just says to Bart. I, that, um, that's, they all, they all do that. Nate does it with his dad. He calls him the captain. I'm like, seriously, just call your dad, dad. It's, it's weird. Also, I love how he's not going to school so he can pitch it. It's like, but haven't you got to go to school? <laughs> She's like, I know. I just, it's on a Saturday. This is on a weekend, but yeah, I agree. I know what you mean. She's it's, in her school uniform really and she's like, Are you we're gonna be so late? Oh no, I've got to pitch this to Bart. Speaking of Bart, mm-hmm. Lily is back with Bart. Ew. Oh. Yes. Disgusting. Yeah. Bart is is no Rufus. No, he's not. He's no. no but he wants to go public with her, which is <laughs> sounds so like celebrity, doesn't he? He wants to go public with her, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Um Shows some level of commitment, I guess. Yeah. But Lily wants the kids to know first. She wants Serena and Eric to know first. I quite like that she says that, you know, my kids have to know first. It's quite, it shows um, maturity uh, that we've not seen in the past from Miss Lily Vanderwoodson. No, not quite. (laughs) Although you say mature, Chuck walks in on them, you know, about blouse unbuttoned. She's not. She's so obvious as well. She's like, I know, right? Oh, Skirt Chuck, around her hips. Um. Oh yes, Bart. Uh, that's a very interesting point. We'll have yeah. to. I'll up. have those numbers to you by Friday. Like, <laughs> she does such a bad job of hiding it. She might as well have just gone. Oh, thank you so much for inserting your penis into my vagina. <laughs> Same time next week. <laughs> thank you so much for banging me on the desk here. <laughs> And as she leaves, she kind of gives Chuck a bit of a flirty look, I thought. That little look that she gives him when he points and says that her button's still undone. I think that's kind of quite a little flirty moment between the two of them. Oh, yeah. Bart does make it clear. He's serious about Lily, which is quite nice. I think even even Chuck looks a little bit surprised, uh, but not as surprised as Bart is that Chuck actually has uh, what seems like a, a decent business proposal. Oh, my God. I don't have the exact quote, but it's it's really weird. If you go back and watch it, it's like he half pitches it because he's like, the numbers are great and the figures are fantastic. And, you know, it's really good, you know, bringing lots of revenue and capital. It just buzz business words. Like, oh, it, it really just... is. But it's, he doesn't actually tell him what it is. Like it could be any, it could be selling toilet roll for all he knows. He doesn't say like, it's, it's a, it's a club. It's a, it's a burlesque club. <laughs> yeah. Well, so 
he actually he has the business proposal and Bart says what's with the business proposal are you being arraigned for something <laughs> she's like he's like oh no it's a it's a business proposal um that it will loosen the top button of bass industries or bass in for sure bass Inc. yeah um oh, it, it's, it's kind um, of i feel i do feel a bit sad for chuck in this episode because he's like he seems genuinely excited but his dad is actually pleased with him that he's taking he's taking an interest in something other than partying it's like oh okay then you know this is all this is the episode where chuck grows up maybe Mm, maybe we, <laughs> maybe we <not>. will <laughs> we'll get to it yeah uh, that's what i thought when i first saw it i was like oh yeah this is a character arc that's gonna happen but no you are right there are a lot of business buzzwords that get said but to be fair marissa it's not exactly like there are many titans of industry who are sitting down of an evening turning on netflix and watching <laughs> watching gossip girl going the tips mm, <laughs> hang on a minute there was no swot analysis there where was the pest analysis Oh, why is there no <laughs> figures being projected of future earnings and gains? Oh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, so <sighs> he seems genuinely excited, but of course mm-hmm. he soon cocks it up by being so creepy. This is actually my creepy Chuck Bass moment. <laughs> the next, the next shot of Chuck. Yeah, <laughs> when he's he's just with a woman. She's on his lap, and of course, and this is not burlesque, people. Burlesque is not about being able to tie a knot in a cherry stalk with your tongue. I don't know. Why is that like a sexy thing? I've never, I've, I've seen it so many times. I think it's, I think it's even mentioned in like a Friends episode somewhere. And I'm like, I don't know why that's sexy. Rachel in Friends tries to do it to impress Joshua. Joshua. Well, <laughs> I, th- I suppose it's just supposed to show some good tongue action. Oh, okay, then all right. Well, <laughs> better, better, better ways of demonstrating that, but okay. <laughs> well, he's like, you're a very talented lady. And I just thought, oh, it's very oh, creepy. Uh, creepy. He's shady, kind of rapey. He's creepy, Chuck Bass. His dad turns up, doesn't he? Because he's there to see this this business, this place. Yeah, and, and the way that... him, I completely am on Bart's side with what happens next. I, I am as well. And all the, the, oh my God, the way that Chuck chucks that poor woman off his lap <laughs> not the first time a woman gets chucked off of somebody we'll we'll get to that later i know it's like she could oh my god it was like she was on fire or something he was just he could not wait to get rid of her but obviously <laughs> anyway his, his dad sees what the place is and just does not take him seriously um no and all. he says he actually says do you want to impress me try getting some a's at school or maybe even yeah part-time job fair enough i know i was gonna have that as my so you know we have the best worst advice but that is actually good advice (laughs) i was gonna say this is actually the best best advice segment of the week Um, but yeah i can i completely agree with with bart like you know try harder at school and maybe get a part-time job or something like that's what any other 17 year old would probably be doing (laughs) i'll just do a live little rendition of the best worst advice jingle okay then yeah so this is your Best, best advice of the week, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Straight yeah. out of the mouth of Manhattan's elite. It's the best, best advice of the week. It's the <laughs> best, best advice of the week. <laughs> You're totally welcome. <laughs> it's pretty good live, actually. <laughs> uh, well, to be fair to Chuck, he does then say when he's hammered uh, in the middle of the day, even though he should be at school and is a child, stumbling out of the hotel that his dad owns, 
he bumps into <laughs> he bumps into Lily, and he does. To be fair, when he says to Lily, "I feel like I can't win," like he wants me to to have built something from nothing, but yet he gives me everything. I oh my, oh my god, I know. I think it chucks my poor little rich kid. <gasps> He's your poor little. Oh my god, the jingles are on fire today. Here I we know, go. I know. We've got them all in the first like five minutes. All that money and designer clothes. Poor little rich kid all alone. Poor little rich kid. The jingles are and, on fire. And when he's like, why doesn't he take it all away? Like, good point, Bart. Why don't you take it all away? <laughs> <laughs> Lily's like, nobody wants to see their kids go without. They're seeing your kids hungry. They're seeing your kids with holes in their shoes. Then there's seeing your kids with million pound trust funds and hotels mm-hmm. that they're going to inherit and strippers that they have on fucking speed dial. Yeah, I know. I also think as well, so so Chuck's obviously outside, you know, in falling about in the street. He's left a voicemail for Nate who's not answering and, oh God, his father's rejecting him and, oh God, his, his life's just going to shit, isn't it? But the party, the have you also noticed that the he hasn't even bought the club yet, but there's an opening party for it tonight? Yeah, or a celebratory party or something. Yeah, that's it. I was like, I don't think he's even signed the paperwork on it yet, but it's still a fully functioning club. But anyway, the logistics of that don't make any sense. Oh, and that's it. He drops his keys down the drain and that's when Lily like sees him and takes pity on him. And she's like, oh, you know, are you okay? And and Chuck says, Alfonso made me an omelette and I had two Bellinis. I'm like, why are you... But no, but wait, why is he so drunk then? Like an omelette and two Bellinis. That's just a nice start to the day, in my opinion. <laughs> yes, but darling, we're older. This he's sixteen. He said a few Bellinis as well. I think. Or a oh, I thought it was Bellinis, two. Yeah, but Bellinis. Short. That's orange juice and prosecco. Not that's a Bucks Fizz, isn't it? What's a Bellini? A Bellini is usually so. It's it is like a prosecco, or well, we'll have it with prosecco. The posh folk will have it with champagne, and it will mm. be some kind of juicy. Um, like you can have like a peach bellini that has yeah like a peach one yeah in with it, or you can have an orange one or a grapefruit one or whatever. Um, but yeah, I do think that the I'm glad that you mentioned the whole keys down the drain because I was thinking about that for like the next half an hour of the episode. It caused me so much anxiety. But but what about the keys in the train? How is he going to get into his house? That's just that's the kind of person I am. Oh no! What well, happened it- to the keys? Oh my god! I heard um, of a story once where so if any, so if you lose your car keys, sometimes getting your car keys replaced is more than what the car is worth. <laughs> yeah, it would have so, been my old car that we left. In I know. <laughs> I've I've heard of I've heard of stories like that where it's like the car is worth eight hundred quid, but to get the keys replaced is nine hundred quid or something like that. So it's you end up writing off the car purely because you've lost your car keys. But I don't <laughs> See, think that's in Chuck's. I don't think that's part of Chuck's problem. You know. Imagine that I've written the car off. Oh my god, what did you do? I just lost the keys. I just dropped the keys down the drain. <laughs> I, I had two it. Bellinis and then I just I don't know what happened after. I don't like what it's he does blur. next. <laughs> I don't like what he does next, Chuck, as to try and like get revenge on Bart. Because obviously, as Bart rejects him and he sees him go out to uh, leaves the club and he sees him with this young woman. Like, to be fair, oh, you I say know this- young woman. I, I say I've got him like schoolgirl slash intern. Because she looks so young. Yeah, she's young enough to be his daughter easily. Yeah. But I just, I, I still think, and I know we later do find out that, you know, she is a business associate, but you, the way that he touches her leg when then, and like when she's, she's leaning on his car and he goes over and touches her leg and goes, shall we go? Like that was still not platonic, yo. Yeah, it's so inappropriate. Be, yeah. 
but yeah, I don't like what he does in, in that he kind of shames Lily. I didn't think that was very nice actually, because she's trying to comfort him and says, mm. well, you know, we're me and your father, we, you know, it's, it's only recently like exclusive. And he was like, why did I see him getting into the limo yesterday? And doesn't he actually say with some Asian 17 year old? Yeah, he does. Yeah. 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 Because this, this shows wow. this, this show not only is, is there pretty much no diversity in this show, you know, other than poor Vanessa who gets booted. Well, sorry, I was going to give a spoiler. <laughs> I'm not going to give a spoiler. <laughs> other than no spoilers. Who I'm sure will be around for all six seasons. <laughs> <laughs> like, other than Vanessa like there is hardly any diversity and when there is like it's always called out upon like he would imagine if he'd been like oh getting in the limo with some white young girl I know like oh I don't oh anyway well we we learned that that Asian chick is um actually a potential business partner don't we mm-hmm. that that Bart has um hired yeah and especially there's a that I like I did like this moment though when he's he's back at the club and um mm. and his dad sits down next to him is this seat taken I mean he spends a lot of time at these clubs though doesn't need to be fair Chuck I mean yeah it's a bit weird but he sits down next to this seat taken oh I just there was a nice moment where I, I I'd forgotten that this had happened that Bart Bart Bass was um was being a good dad in this episode so mm. yeah I think um it's a nice moment between Chuck and his dad where and he suddenly realizes actually I'm sorry I was being a judgmental dad this is a good mm. idea um, and actually the the hot young intern girl looks um more like she's into Chuck yeah exactly which is probably a little bit more actually no is it more appropriate because Chuck's only 17 and she's probably going to be about 23 well hopefully <laughs> an appropriate age in her early 20s so that's probably not actually appropriate either <laughs> Maybe not, but it's obvious that Bart is not into Pauletta Cho, her character's name is. Yeah. Um, and says, um, we're going to give this place uh, a, a proper tour. Um, I think it's a really great idea. Well done, son. They kind of embrace. And he goes, I can't get hold of Lily. Oh, yeah. And Chuck's like, oh, um, I have something to tell you. And to be <laughs> honest, he's, he stands up for himself against his dad as well, because you think he does make a good point that he's like, actually, to be fair, it's. It's not my fault that Lily's going to immediately believe what I say. And yeah, you've given her true, you've given her enough reasons to not trust you anyway. And yeah, they, yeah. But their their storyline ends still in spite of the whole Lily thing. I think that Chuck and his dad's storyline ends quite well. Mm, yeah, I think so too. In the yeah. grand scheme of things, yeah. Yeah. Whereas Lily and Bart's ending to this episode isn't so great because she goes and cries on a certain someone's shoulder doesn't she marissa oh no Mm. who could it be Mm. who do you think it is go on say the name Uh, say the name so (laughs) is it rufus 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 me a river rufus me a river Rufus me a river. I love how Rufus's jingle is the longest jingle out of all of them. Yeah, I feel like you were really, you know, taking your time with that one, weren't you? You know, you've got to get it just right. It was a very <laughs> sensual recording. I know. Yeah. Okay. All right, Anna. You <laughs> <Okay>, know. <now. laughs> oh. anyway. So 
she goes to cry on Rufus's shoulder, who yeah. is not having a good episode, is he, bless Rufus? No, he's not. Well, we can't have a single episode without Lily just turning up unannounced, can we? But they... He finally addresses it, though, because he's having a rough episode. It's, it's, he's on, on, I feel like he spends the whole episode pretty much weaving in and out of different storylines, but always on the phone to his his hope, what looks like soon-to-be ex-wife, and it's obvious mm. she was having an affair. Yeah. Um, he has an art exhibition or installation happening, um, which is quite romantic because it's like projections onto the ceiling. And again, Lily goes to cry on Rufus's shoulder because Bart's rejected her again, or at least mm-hmm. she thinks he has, with a bottle of wine in hand. And he does actually say, you keep turning up unannounced all the time. It's not making things easier for me to work out what's going on with yeah. my wife. I know. But he still did you her to stay. <laughs> it's, did you, um, uh, so at the beginning of the episode, just to go back, because it's quite a funny thing that he says, at the beginning of the episode, he's on his phone and he's like, um, yes, Alison, I told you to pursue art, to, to pursue your art, not to pursue your next door neighbour. <laughs> oh, I think he actually says do. I told you to do more painting, not to do oh, your neighbour. <laughs> or maybe to do your neighbour. And I was like, oh, sick burn. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a romantic ending there where they're both kind of just on the, they're on the, they don't kiss, do they? No, but there's loads of flirty banter. Like yeah, it always looks it. like it would be the perfect kiss, but they, yeah, mm. that, that's kind of, yeah, that's where Lily's storyline kind of ends and Rufus's for this episode as well, where they, yeah, pretty much. She invite, he does say to her, go on, stay with me. I think yeah. company. Um, but yeah, I think it's, um, there's more to come with that relationship, I think. I know. Hmm. Shall we um, take a dive into Serena and Dan's relationship? Well, I think it's a rather important one, although me and you are currently in debates as to whether a certain something even happens in this episode. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Hmm. Well. So it's obviously the episode where they're going to do the deed. (laughs) They're going to do it. (laughs) <laughs> do, do, this, this do, is this is where I was like, all right, this is going back to like the teen, the teen dramas of it all because obviously you know losing your virginity is a big deal in teen TV shows because mm-hmm. it's a rite of well, yeah, it's a rite of passage, and it's <laughs> always over romanticized and it always sets basically all of our expectations up as teenagers for this perfect first time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, too fair, I did, I did get that. Yeah. <laughs> Mine was after the freshers ball with my first love. We'd been together for a year. Oh, so romantic. It wasn't a single bed in a dorm room. Oh, was it? But (laughs) I did write an entire first album about him, for God's sake. Yeah, there we go then. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, it's um, it's, it's the episode where they do the deed. Yes. Well, I think so, they do, but you don't, you're not sure. But we'll start at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So Serena and Dan are making out on the school steps. It's cute and it's flirty, but there is no shame in this. Is at it all. cute? Well, I don't, it's like. She's on him like a seal on a grape. Is it? <laughs> what was it you said about your friend a few episodes ago? <laughs> oh. Cobra on an egg. It was, it was like, have you ever, she was like, why didn't you stop me from making out with him? I was like, well, I would have, but you ever tried to take a cobra off an egg? 
Oh, God, that's so funny. Yeah, I know oh. what you mean. No shame. They're all over each other. People are taking pictures of them. It's all very erotic. I th- I think that is such a weird thing to do, to take pictures of people while they're making out and 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 then also to carry on leaking out after you have had your picture taken it's really really weird you're very anti-pda though yeah i am a bit i wouldn't be like dry humping on like on the you know in the school steps or anything like that it's a it's a fair point i get it but you know it's uh, needs must at that age when you've not got any needs privacy. Must. <laughs> um <laughs> um, got to do I, what you got to do. <laughs> I feel like she's kind of pressuring him quite a lot. It's like the other way round, isn't it? it was to, to the normal stereotype of boy pressures girl, she's kind of pressuring him. She's almost at one point, she's like, "We could talk about it, or we could just find a broom cupboard and get through it." Or so, oh, not I get know. through it. She's like, <laughs> get through it. She's like, just find a, a broom cupboard and get it over with. I know. It's if you know, it's weird though. I feel like Serena has the money, and probably Dan has the money to get a nice hotel room somewhere. Well, they and both. She lives in a hotel. She's I know exactly. That's what I mean. But obviously if her mum's in and out all the time, you know, she'll be able to get a, a nice hotel room, you know, maybe in maybe not in the penthouse, obviously, but you know, I'm sure she can handle the floor or two below in a in a five star hotel in New York, but mm, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's really obvious that Dan is nervous. Well, it's obvious he's a virgin, I think, isn't it? That's the yeah, point. and you Serena know. is not, which is probably where her confidence or where her like pushiness comes from because she doesn't have that nervousness. Or not the same kind of nervousness as Dan would have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. Virginity. He's he. Yeah, he. I find this whole storyline in this episode a bit weird as well. Like his his weird dreams that occur all the way through. I mean, he has oh, so yeah, many odd dreams. In this episode. It's <laughs> it's like playing out his anxieties, but they're really, really. Yeah, I don't know. They're obviously anxiety dreams, aren't they? Or anxi- anxious thoughts, but it's just mm-hmm. portrayed in a really, really weird way in this in this episode. It's yeah. like performance anxiety, isn't it? I feel like the the one where he what the, well the first bad dream that we see about his his virgin anxiety, um, he's being graded. His performance is being graded by you know the minions and yeah, uh, Blair's minions. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, oh, sex is meaningful like art. You oh, rush art. And I thought, Bleh. I know, same. I was like, Bleh, wretch, gross. Good luck trying not to rush your first time, Dan. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Do some long division. <laughs> like, like when they're in the, they're in, the, they get the house to themselves and they start like making out. You think, oh, is it going to happen? And she says, how long have you got the house to yourself? <laughs> he says, 20 minutes. She's like, oh, 20 minutes is fine. I was like, you'd be lucky if <laughs> you'd be lucky if you got five. <laughs> oh god but of course uh they get interrupted don't they yeah they're so yeah they're they're finally you know alone in in the loft and they're passionately making out dan's still nervous about it it's really cute um and then uh vanessa turns up through the window again Again. (laughs) which is i know which is like i'm sure like people know that she's back in town now she can just use the door and also oh my god she just stands there she does, she's not even like, oh my god, I'm I'm so sorry, I've come in through the window when you could have been in, or yeah. you know. And she doesn't even like leave or anything. She literally just stands there and waits for them to get, stop and get dressed. I was like, that's a bit weird. I think. Well, also Dan throws Serena off the bed. Oh yeah, Serena gets thrown. Yeah, 
she gets thrown immediately out of the bed. Um, uh, and, and yeah, you're right. Vanessa just kind of stands there looking a bit weird. And then even when he ushers her out, it's like, please, can you make sure you use the door next time? Mm. Weird moment where he then goes back to Serena and, and Vanessa just kind of looks back and and watches them. It's, yeah, it's a bit she, creepy. Yeah, she like peers in or maybe she's got like a voyeurism kink or something. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's um that's like the X-rated version of of Gossip Girl, uh, <laughs> the X-rated version. I know. Uh, well, I just I just took it to be that she's not over Dan, or she fancies Serena. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably more likely going to be the. Prime. Yeah, there's not much representation in terms of sexuality in this. <laughs> In and this then, TV show, I don't think. No, it's not. And then S and Dan get back to it, but Rufus interrupts. They cannot catch a, a first-time break. They can't catch um, a break. But to be fair, I mean, for Rufus's waffles, I'd potentially stop what I was doing. Mm. For Rufus's waffles, maybe. Yeah, for Rufus in general. Rufus. Um, and for Rufus in general. <laughs> very, very, very weird other dream scene where he watches Nate and Serena have sex like that scene that, that keeps getting brought up from the from the wedding that happened before the season oh yeah started. they he's having some kind of like breakdown fantasy and and like nate's giving him tips <laughs> it's very very creepy the whole yeah. thing's odd and also half the things that they're talking about oh yeah that's really good this works every time i'm like no it doesn't this was i know that's all from his written. imagination this it's not that's by not a, a man thing. this this part I'm, of the show was written by a bloke definitely because i'm like whoever's writing this doesn't know a woman's body like what, what do you, <laughs> you like it when you put when, it? no when i don't like, when he's like oh yeah with the leg up she's like oh that helps and she's like oh yeah it does and i'm like in what world does that i mean maybe it might help her but I'm, you know i'm not i'm not a gymnast <laughs> 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 oh, oh god. god Vanessa later comes back in when she's you know a few hours later doesn't she mm-hmm. in the middle of I don't know Dan is you know when Dan's porn. on his laptop I said that but I mean you know a bit, bit obvious is, is, isn't it like it's like well, watching watching porn trying to get tips or something probably for his first time it's not just any porn though is it it's it's art cinema it's uh, she says what are you doing watching porn she's like it's art cinema uh, oh yeah, I know. Well, we call it a lot of things, don't we? But art, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> She's quite sweet, the, um, I think, in this next scene. Yeah. Well, it, you know what? I um, I think she is because she sort of starts talking about um Serena with him. But I think she was almost being a little bit like rude and slut shaming. And she's like, "It'll be fine for Serena." You know, she's experienced, mm. which we all know what that means. When somebody you know is saying something like that, I was like, hmm. Not yeah. sure I like the slut, that that connotation, but then she does end up giving him advice of the cliche like, um, what is it? Change your sheets. She says, change the football sheets. Lose Cedric. Get light some candles. Yeah, I put a vinyl on and. Um, I know. And she, but she's she, again. She's like, if it were me, having yeah, I know. You, if it were me, I'd do it like this. But it's not <laughs> me. It's Serena. It's ah! not me. <laughs> But I think it's nice that she, so like I said, I think that she likes Dan. So I was, I would have thought that she would have given him bad advice. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, you know, draw a pentagon on the floor or something. <laughs> draw a pentagon? What does that mean? <laughs> That's the devil symbol, isn't it? Like, you know, try and do something like weird to creep her out. Be like, oh no, it's too much. 
I really think that if you try and cleanse the aura of the room with sage, <laughs> get out any spirits in front of her, maybe maybe just get a priest in, do a full-blown exorcism of her vagina. It will really go down well. <laughs> oh, God. Purify her because she's, I such, know. A, I was she's such a, a I was... whore. I was I was going to say something, but you'll have to edit it out. <laughs> Go on, what are you going to say? I was going to say, oh, God, some of the men I've been, I should probably get my vagina ex- exercised as well. <laughs> Waft some sage up there, like, <laughs> cleanse it with some holy water, you know. That's definitely making it in, just so you know. We've got We've got the explicit. You know, so we've now shared the intimate details of how I lost my virginity and that Marissa's vagina needs cleansing (laughs) (laughs) of evil spirits. (laughs) Hopefully now you Upper East subscribers feel like you've gotten to know us a little bit better this week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. We're moving on uh, yeah. to the fact that he does decorate his room, which is very, very sweet. Well, I was thinking, I was thinking, like, oh, as a teenager, I thought, oh, he's lit some candles for her. Isn't that amazing? And then I was like, he's lit some candles. You know, the bar is low. <laughs> Again, a little bit like my anxiety around the keys and the drain. I was immediately like, this just goes to show I'm getting old because I saw those candles and I was who's like, going to blow them out? I was like, that's a fire hazard. <laughs> Do you blow them out before he enters you or after? I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, I need to calm down. But he does. He decorates the room. It's very, very sweet. You see that they're in bed together. They're definitely naked. And this scene I thought was kind of post-coital as we say, um, in that he's kind of going, was that okay? And she says, oh, you know, you're looking at me in a way that none of the others did. And it's terrifying me. And I took, I, I don't know. I still thought that that meant that they'd, that they'd lost, that they had done it, but it was really nice. And now she was the one that was scared. Yeah, I know. I know. I know what you mean. Because but you I, think she backed yeah. out. It's not clear, is it? No, it's really not. I assumed that they hadn't done it, but you're right. It's so misleading. Well, we'll have I, to find I, out in future about... episodes. This just goes to show we've forgotten all about season one. Anyway, we've seen the whole series before, but we'd clearly we've forgotten. I know it's um. So so you think they they have, and I think that they haven't. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll find out in the next episode. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> will, maybe hopefully. maybe some gossip girl fans listeners can let us know. Um, let us know at Upper East Podcasters on Instagram. Okay, yes, please. So. I feel like that kind of wraps up Serena and Dan's episode, isn't it? That, yeah. That's the last time we see them in this episode. They kind of have a really nice drama-free episode for once. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Well, apart from Vanessa walking in on them and lurking. But yeah, other than that, pretty drama-free for uh, for Dan and Serena this week, which is quite, mm. quite refreshing, isn't it? Well, it's not a Dan and Serena storyline unless they're interrupted by somebody, which in this case was Vanessa. But yes, lovely, lovely ending for them. Um, Mm -hmm. Should we take a quick little break? Yes, let's have a quick break. Okay, babes, I'll see you in five. See you in five. Bye, babes. (laughs) Bye. And we're back. And we're back. So. Where were we? 
So we've we've talked about Dan and Serena. We've talked about Lily and Bar and Chuck. Whose storylines next? Who haven't we covered? Uh, it's Nate. Nate's going to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should talk about Nate and his awful parents and Blair and her awful mother almost together, their oh. storylines. Because, I mean, I've never seen such a display of terrible <laughs> parenting in my whole life. <laughs> I've never seen such a display. <laughs> Love that phrase. Oh, it's so- terrible, though. I mean, it begins with Nate's storyline, bless him. He's getting a dressing down from, from the captain and his, you know, 23-year-old mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. They found drugs and they automatically assumed it was Nate's. And it's not. It's, it's his dad's. And his mum thinks that, oh, if we send him to rehab, that'll fix the problem. When his mum leaves, his, he, it, it's good he confronts his dad about this. And his dad sort of reassures him. He's like, don't worry, like, you're not going to go to one of these places. Yeah, he reassures him and just kind of says, oh, it was just somebody at work got me into it. I fl- I'll flush the bag. But but Nate knows he kind of, he, the last few, well, since the beginning of this series, you know that there's something going on with him and his, his yeah. finances yeah. and stuff. Yeah. His excuses are rubbish as well. It's, he says, oh, the the old man doesn't wear the trousers as well as he used to. And I was like, how how are, how are drugs going to help with that? Like, drugs are terrible for, to, to age you. <laughs> the only thing he cares about is this, this Eleanor Waldorf deal, which he got last episode, wasn't it? Yeah, he's taking Eleanor Waldorf's company public. He's constantly pressuring Nate to marry Blair, we're guessing, because of the fact that, that the Waldorfs have money. I mean, mm-hmm. he... They're the parents in this kind of collective storyline between Nate and Blair and their folks. It's just so horrible all the way through it. I really, really did feel for Nate. And my yeah. my best worst advice of the week is coming up. So he's like, he's, well, basically the captain is kind of going, you know, okay, so I've I'm doing some coke and I'm clearly in trouble financially and um, I'm blaming it on you and your mum wants to send you to rehab. But he says, let's not put a dampener on the upcoming festivities. I've landed the Waldorf account and my son has landed the Waldorf. Straight out of the mouths of Manhattan's elite. It's the best worst advice of the week. It's the best worst advice of the week. The best worst advice of the week. <laughs> it really is the best worst advice. Yeah, um, they're obsessed with this constantly. All of these like Waldorf dinners and oh, it's just it's horrible. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's it's gross. He um, invites him to the club after school for drinks. Uh, I mean, there's quite a lot going on. Well, hmm. with Nate's storyline, with Blair's storyline. Um, Jenny's having a bit of a rough episode here as well. And Jenny ha- is mm-hmm. is within this mix because she's woven into Blair's storyline quite a bit, isn't she? So yeah. after Nate's dad invites him um, to the club, he says after school, we're at the club, Nate goes to school. We see Jenny. She's she's panicking about this bracelet. She doesn't know what to do in terms of telling Blair uh, about the fact that Nate has confessed his love to Serena in the previous episode and all of that. Mm-hmm. And Nate kind of then is there trying to bribe her with some posh fancy kind of chocolates or something and says you know like I, yeah. I do love Blair please please don't you know don't tell her and it's very awkward and then Blair turns up Blair turns up and Nate suddenly switches like oh no can't be seen giving 
somebody else chocolates also what's a shit bribe <laughs> chocolates <laughs> give me you know you're a fucking millionaire trust fund baby give me the cash <laughs> well and you she's know? not she's not best pleased with it anyway is she our oh, blair oh that's my that's my blair waldorf burn for well, actually sorry let's uh, yeah you just got burned mm. you just got says oh i only like the gold collection ones but thanks I'm like how ungrateful are you <laughs> that jingle never gets old it's so good i love it oh ouch <laughs> Ooh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your Blair Waldorf burn. We never have the same Blair Waldorf burn moments. It's not happened yet, so that's really good. No, I don't think it has actually. Yeah, so we get to play it twice. <laughs> Blair does give the bracelet back to Jenny though, and she does kind of say, to be fair, you know, I'm sorting the bracelet situation out. Um, no more secrets, please, anymore between Jenny because we're friends. But it is still a bit creepy. It is. She is so intimidating, I think. <laughs> She's she's like, I hate secrets more than anything and friends don't lie. She says it so intensely. It's like, wow. Nate's mm-hmm. going to meet his dad at the club and it's kind of rang on the way there and he's he's kind of cancels on Nate and it's obvious he's lying. And of course he catches him out, doesn't he? He does go to the club and he catches his dad yeah. buying more Coke and it's obvious he has a problem. It's, oh my God. So yeah, so Nate's spying on him in this meeting and sees his dad leave and his dad literally scoring drugs on the stairs at the hotel. Like so blatant, not even in a hotel room or anything like that. It's literally like out in the open. Anyone can see it. He deserves to get caught. Well, he does. (laughs) He does end up getting caught, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yes, he does get caught. (laughs) I mean, it's, um, yeah, he's, oh, thank God. I've hated the captain from the freaking very first time we were introduced to him. He's horrible. He's horrible bloke. Same. As soon as I heard he was called the captain, I was like, excuse me, sir? (laughs) But Blair's mum's like no better. The next scene we see Blair being groomed by her mum and and it's like the whole Nate Ring thing gets brought up where the previous episode, they're like, the parents are just grooming each other and grooming their kids and it's like our kids are going to, they're going to unite the family money. I know, know, it's really horrible, isn't it? They are also, bearing in mind, they are literally 16 years old. Mm -hmm. It's it's like an arranged marriage. It's really, really, yeah, it's, it's very very intense and oh my god also I I feel I felt really sorry for Blair when when her when she when her mum's talking to her and she gets really excited because Blair's like oh my god Nate spoke to his mother about our future and she's getting like really really excited she misconstrues the fact that the ring that that Blair Blair's mum's talking about the ring oh you should have seen the way that Nate's mum was showing me the ring that Nate's going to give you and she just misconstrues the fact that 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 that's actually Nate's doing rather than Nate's parents. It's really sad. Yeah, you're right. Terrible. Yeah, I know. So going straight from from that when she's kind of being told what to what to wear by by Eleanor Wardorf, which I'm sure will be brought up in the fashion segment this week. This conservative yes. dress. <laughs> yes, we'll do that as at the end as always. Um, but yeah, she can't wait to spill it with her friend, and she's she chooses Jenny to spill it to because I'm guessing she just likes to boast and she can't boast to somebody mm. she boasts to Jenny poor Jenny she's having a rough episode 
oh my god this it's so intense again she's she says she knew she wanted to marry him when she was five which it's it's not a thing you don't know who you want to marry when you're five and she's really really romanticizing it and when you over romanticize things you only get led to disappointment <laughs> and you i know. remember the first time i saw him maybe we were just little kids but i knew he's the one i want to marry and now oh, it feels like God. It seems like he feels the same way too. Oh, it's 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 sad. No, course, sorry, Blair, but he really he really doesn't. And and really Jenny doesn't. knows, doesn't she? She's well, like, nope. she comes clean. Jenny comes clean. She tells she tells Blair the truth. And poor yeah. Jenny. I mean, this is my Blair She's, Waldorf burn. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, this is a good burn. Actually, it's the the, the jealousy it's, thing. Like, how could you hurt me? Like. It's actually the bit right at the end. So yeah, Blair's like, "Are you? Are you just jealous? Is that why you're telling me this? Have you always wanted Nate?" And she's like, "No, it's the truth." Mm. And then she just said, "That's enough. You're dismissed, Jenny, for good." And what? Like, ouch. Yeah, poor, poor little Jenny Humphrey. And then, oh God, from one terrible mother to another, Nate finally decides to confide in his mum and tell her the truth that the drugs were his dad's. And she's just, isn't she's minging? She's horrible to him. <laughs> yes, that's it. She says, your behaviour has been hard on your father. I'm like, what behaviour? Like, parent ever? <laughs> we need um, an award ceremony at the end of the season for like a worst parent, best parent, worst outfit, best outfit. We need it all. <laughs> I feel like there should be five different categories of worst parent. Yeah, they'd all win. <laughs> worst mum. Worst dad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Best improved most, dad. Oh, most improved dad. Most improved mum. <laughs> Love this. Yeah. Like, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, if anybody definitely. has any ideas for any form of awards that we can have for the, each season's wrap up, uh, let us know at Upper East Podcasters on Instagram, please. Um, yes, please. But yes, going back to the terrible mother, that is Anne um, Archibald. She's blaming him she's saying it's all because of you you know your 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 father has been under a lot of pressure and your behavior of all this nonsense about dartmouth and blair not another word of this oh, we're gonna no. get ready we're gonna go we're gonna go to this waldorf dinner and this dinner is fucking weird oh god it's it's like a pre it's like a private pre-engagement party isn't it <laughs> they're acting like they're gonna get married <laughs> It's it's like we're both and, and both parents. It's like they're selling their kids to each other. It's like and he yes, it really is, isn't Blair's it? Blair's a fine it's, specimen. Yeah. I'm sure Nate will enjoy her, and Nate's lovely. She's going to enjoy him. Oh, look at them! Look <sighs> at the union of our families. Oh no, it's it's really horrible. It's the, horrible. Um, yeah, it's that awkward yeah. moment with the ring. <laughs> oh, I know. It's it's. Yeah, like why? Even, I don't even think Blair wants to try it on, does she? She's like, no, I. You know, she can't say anything. Oh, she, no, she's put it trying on, on awkwardly, on. and then she's put it on though. Put it on, please. Yeah, <laughs> do it. Do it now. Do it. Put now. it on. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to put. Put the damn ring on your finger. Put the damn ring. <laughs> oh, Blair is just so sad at this party. Well, yeah, but Nate has just been told by his mum. But so his dad is basically making him take the take the blame for a coke habit that he doesn't have his mum is blaming yeah. him for the coke problem that his dad does have I mean, to <laughs> him, he's probably thinking i don't want to lose blair as well fair enough Keep i know gravy train going oh, i know i know oh well, god in the end his 
dad's leaves the the party sort of quite suddenly doesn't he well to get some fresh air i think nate says let's go and have our cigars or something outside as posh oh that's do. it the cigars yeah oh, cigars. and he's trying to say to his dad like please you've got a problem mm-hmm. it, it yeah it, there is a bit of a sabotaging everything and his dad's just not having it he's like i'm the adult and you're the kid and then oh my god and then he punches nate this is why Nate is is my poor little rich kid of the oh, week. Oh, but is it a genuine poor little rich kid, though? He's my poor little rich kid for the reasons I've just stated. Oh, and he kind of pretty much then gets dumped by Blair. So, yes, he's my poor little rich kid of the week. Here we go. All that money and designer clothes. Poor little rich kid all alone. God, the lyrics to that have never been more true, have they? <laughs> I know. Except, oh. except it's looking more and more likely that there'll be no more money or design <laughs> clothes. Um, I know. Well, we're getting a bit ahead because, because so his dad punches Nate and luckily the police see and they, you know, they arrest him. Mm-hmm. But Blair sees everything Blair from somewhere I don't know where she is she's like from the window I think yeah she where when she when she addresses him she's very much like you know you could have told me and he he does he does call her out on a few things Nate explains and this is whenever he's tried to open up you've just not been very interested you've always been interested in like clothes or, or or a masked ball and then Blair's like well yeah okay let's talk about the masked ball Mm-hmm. Well, I love the fact that Blair kind of says, you know what, I'm going to go to the club. I'm going to go to Victrola and um, with Chuck tonight. You need to go to your dad because your dad needs you. And you know what? I don't. Yes. And then she takes his limo. <laughs> <laughs> Blair Waldorf Burns. Yeah, you're right. Then, he, then she takes the limo. <laughs> I know. Oh, and before... Before we go to to the club. To Victrola, where Blair. all kinds of shit gonna go down. I know, right? We should... So Nate does go home and, and it's, you know, his mum obviously knows that he's been arrested and they learn that um, they can't afford his bail. It's a million pound bail because he's... Well, we find out that he's also facing other charges. Nate thought it was just a bit of coke, but no, it was um, good old-fashioned embezzlement and fraud. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less. I wouldn't expect anything less either. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so that obviously explains where the money, where Nate's trust fund went and how it was mm-hmm. back immediately the next day. So, mm. yeah, that's where Nate's story ends for this episode. Not very well for Nate and his Not and his very family. well. Yeah. Ooh. I feel like we should talk about Vanessa and Jenny at this point as well because their storyline also kind of wraps up. I mean, Jenny... Um, is seen upset because she's she's been dismissed for good i know she's had a bit of a shit episode all she's all she's been shouted at she's was nearly given a box of chocolates which was snatched away from her (laughs) yeah and she's overheard conversations with her dad about you know her her mum cheating and and you know not potentially not coming back to back home and she's oh yeah she then confides in vanessa and i have to introduce a a new segment Oh, a new jingle. Well, Vanessa is um, fairly well known. I don't think this is a spoiler, really, but Vanessa's character is known for being slightly self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
even more so than Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I've kind of given her a jingle uh, for this. Um, and her. <gasps> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's a new jingle. Marissa has not heard it yet. I've not heard it. My reaction will be live on microphone. <laughs> so here it is the jingle for uh, Self Righteous Vanessa. Self Righteous Vanessa. Essa, Essa, eh, eh, eh. Self Righteous Vanessa. Essa, Essa, eh, 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 eh. Abrams. <laughs> Oh, I love the I like fact the... that it, that the air air could lead so well into Abrams. Yeah, that's very good. I also like that all the jingles are in the style of uh, Naughty's pop pits as well. Uh, very yeah, on of brand, co- of course, babes. Yes, of but course. her self righteous Vanessa moment is when she says, "You know, you've 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 done the right thing. You know, Blair and Nate can now talk about it. Honest communication is what every good relationship is built on." And I'm like, "You're 16, yo, like." It does give Jenny, or this is obviously where it leads to, it does give Jenny the idea to go to talk to her mum because we see that at the very sort of end of this episode, don't we, that Jenny knocks on a door and... She's like, mum, it's time to come home. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we don't know if she does yet, do we? Well, we'll we'll find out in episode eight, but I feel like we need to conclude this episode of Upper East Podcasters, a Gossip Girl recap with probably one of the most talked about scenes of the entire franchise, where of course uh, Chuck and Blair's storylines come to an end uh, within this episode. So when Blair turns up at Victrola in in, in Nate's limo... um, He's like, where's Nate? She's like, I think we broke up. I need to escape. That's what this place is for. And boy, escape, she does. <laughs> he asks her how she's feeling and and she says re- instantly, like, relief, which I think is a good sign of a breakup. You don't want the other R, do you, in a breakup? You don't want regret. You want relief. <laughs> so, yeah. If you're yeah, feeling so, relief when you break up with someone, it was probably the right decision to make. It was probably the right thing to do, yeah. You'll be absolutely fine. And they're watching the burlesque dancers together do their thing um, yeah Blair suddenly says something like you know oh I could I could do that I've, I've got moves and he's like go on get up there you're 10 times harder than any of those girls or it's either he's either goading her like oh yeah go on go on or it's like kind of like reverse psychology just like you know oh, yeah you won't do that you know but then she she does doesn't she <laughs> well she says guard my drink and I thought girl if there's oh. anyone to leave your drink yep to leave your it's, drink with to be guarded you know to hope that there was no freaking hypno dropped into it it ain't shut yeah that, that's what i said I, he's probably got a bag of freaking hypno like he does tic tacs like honestly <laughs> he's shady kind of rapey he's creepy chuck bass like chuck would definitely roofie a girl 100 <laughs> Well, he's already tried to rape two women and we're only on episode <laughs> seven. That, that was just in the first episode. I um, know. Anyway, oh. she gets on stage, she dances. It's definitely a moment where we see the darker, sexier side to Blair. Oh my she God. wants to become a woman. She wants to be seen as some, someone sexy. I love when she gets up on stage. I love that the headband comes off first. <laughs> And it's just like, because that's Blair's identity, isn't it? That's Blair's identity. So she's just like, that's coming off the Blair that we know that's taken off. And then all the other like bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And we we know who it was that Chuck was looking at at the very beginning of the episode this whole time. Mm-hmm. It was Blair. What? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Who would have yeah. predicted that? We finally have a bit more diversity as well in terms of the characters in the 
a waiter who comes and asks who that girl is, you know, and a, and a crossdresser oh, yeah. too. Um, mm. Not a named character, but, you know, Gossip Girl was obviously trying its best at the time of 2007. <laughs> um, we'll put someone, it's a burlesque bar, we'll put someone camp in there, that'll work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Great, yeah. thanks. <laughs> oh. Anyway, some shit goes down uh, in the limo on the way back it's, in which mm, I kind of get what, it on, don't they? It's the first time that when she's on stage, it's the first time that we see Chuck really fancy her and, and admire her, isn't it? And when like they're a, in the res- limo. There's like a respect there, isn't there? Well, when they're in the limo, something happens that doesn't happen ever when Chuck is about to have sex with a girl. What Did you pick up well, on it? He uh, Does he ask for her consent? He, <laughs> he actually asks for some consent. Yes. He says, you know are what? you sure? And she says, yes. But it's, it's, it's that happens so quickly. They, they're in the limo. They kiss and then immediately, it's not even like a proper like makeout session, is it? It's, you know, quick snog. And then, are you sure? And then they're, then they're on it. I think that's the point, isn't it? It's a bit of a character. Yeah, work. yeah definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they, they fight that they do it. Well, I say finally do it. Like this, I remember thinking it was really out of the blue, isn't it? Because she's trying to get Nate to sleep with her for seven episodes and literally one freaking little dance at a club and she has Chuck like that. Must be good. <laughs> That's how the episode ends. That's how Victor Victrola ends, and I feel like it's a it's a pretty it's a pretty substantial episode. Lots happen. In, I know, right? In this episode, you know, you've got Dan and Serena. They finally have sex or don't have sex. We maybe maybe not. Yeah, Vanessa's self righteousness comes through. Jenny's going to get her mom. Lily and Rufus mm-hmm. continue their their weird kind of flirtatious. Um, relationship Bart and Chuck have a nice bonding moment Nate's dad's in prison a lot went down in this episode but I feel (laughs) we should now do the fashion segment and find the best dressed and the worst worn clothes of the episode are Headbands by Armani, paintings all by Mirakami, Dolce and Cabana, dresses all the white tights I'll be missing, kissing in designer stockings, Upper East Podcasters mocking all the best dressed and the worst one clothes of the episode. So I would like to give a special shout out to Jenny in this episode because just Jenny, there's not a specific outfit, but I feel like Jenny really came into her own in this in this episode her hair's always looking nice she's got a little bow ties on and her uniform she's just looking good you know okay cool i never did actually pick up on that that's good are you gonna post some yeah pictures on i Instagram? thought so yes i will i will i will so um worst outfit um that would be the <laughs> the matriarchal looking thing that blair's wearing for her pre-pre-engagement party <laughs> I'm Nate. so glad I am so glad that's the worst outfit of the week it's horrible but you know what's really weird I've looked up the outfit online it's Marc Jacobs and it looks so much better on the model than on the catwalk than it does on Blair I don't know what they did to Blair but Blair looks like an old woman wearing it that's really bad as well that it's it's almost supposed to be bad and it's Mark Jacobs. I wonder if the writers wanted the fashion department wanted to like diss Mark Jacobs because even Blair disses that dress in the episode. Yeah. Well it's also it's it's really weird um colouring as well because maybe it's just the pictures that I that I'm looking at, but the Mark Jacobs dress actually it doesn't look bad. It's like a sort of like pale minty green colour. And then when Blair wears it, it's like a grey kind of 
material yeah, like a really pale bluey gray is what i thought it was yeah. yeah it's not very flattering and then she's got all these pearls on as well which i don't really like I know pearls meant to be like a sign of maturity, but I don't know. They're not great pearls, in my opinion. They age people. Yeah, they're a bit old fashioned. And also, I think that the point was she's wearing something that's conservative because then she takes it all off when she's on stage. Yeah, I know. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that leads me to the other outfit, which is also Blair as well, because I just think that her... Is this the best outfit of the week or is this just another mention? It is. It wasn't a very fashion heavy episode, but I just thought, oh, girl takes off that ugly thing and what's underneath, but something actually quite sexy. <laughs> I love that. So the worst outfit is what she's wearing before. <laughs> and the best outfit is what's yeah. underneath. Oh, hell yeah. It looks so good. It's a Valentino um, slip dress. I thought it was Ooh. literal. I thought it was literally like a nighty, you know, like to wear in bed. But no, it's an actual dress. It's got like little spaghetti straps and then it's got a lace panel um, just underneath the boobies um, like in a band because that was very, very on trend for the noughties. And then two lace panels going down um, the, at the front as well. And it just looks, yeah, she looks great. There we have it. The fashion watch of the week. All the best dressed and the worst one clothes of the episode. So that's it. What a full packed episode of drama. If you enjoyed it, please do follow us at Upper East Podcasters on Instagram. Please follow us on Podbean. Make sure you give us a follow on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. If you're listening on Amazon, leave a review. It really does help us get the podcast out there. And thank you so much already to all of you who have been sharing it on your Insta stories. We've had a few extra comments this week as well. Some feedback, Marissa. Yes, we had from at Titch Milne, that's her mm-hmm. at handle, um, literally came across your podcast by accident on Spotify and it's fab. I love that there are you other people as obsessed with the Gossip Girl as me. You're getting me through my days working from home. Thank you, girls. Which is honestly, we live for comments like that. Yeah. Really cheered us up. <laughs> <laughs> we also have quite a few people to shout out to who have kind of shared the podcast on um, the mm-hmm. Insta stories or who have left a comment in general that we just feel that like we'll give you a, a shout out to. We are offering shout outs for anybody who leaves a review, anybody who leaves a comment or shares the podcast because we want to get it out there, don't we, Marissa? So just a mm-hmm. quick shout out to um, some Instagram followers uh, at underscore Clara 1712.sps. What an at handle. <laughs> at underscore gossip dot x dot fan page underscore <laughs> at xoxo dot gossip x liars at blair's outfits at chair underscore x gossip uh, at gossip girl dot korea we have a korean fan apparently apparently <laughs> so and <sighs> at Crawford Army with two C's at the beginning. <laughs> Thank you so much for supporting the podcast. We are just two best friends who had the silly idea of drinking and zooming during this global pandemic and talking nonsense about the awesome show that is tv shows (laughs) so next week there isn't going to be a podcast release but do not fear we will be back in two weeks time it's just Mm -hmm. it's a certain someone's birthday well it ain't my birthday so whose could it be <laughs> yes it's my birthday next week and i'd quite like a yeah. week off from from editing so um yeah, you, know, just... well, you only turn 21 once don't you babe so yeah next episode is 17 candles and as always you know you love to hate it and hate to love it 
XOXO. XOXO.